0: Today, Brian English presents Josh Brown as a Wakulla Wave Maker. Josh Brown is not only a successful businessman, but he's also the Wakulla Chamber of Commerce president and a school board member. This is one story you will want to hear. Stay tuned.
1: Today, I'm sitting here with Josh Brown. He is today's Wakulla Wave Maker uh josh is the broker owner of waypoint realty i've had an opportunity to know josh through the years he's extremely active in the community and uh, today we're going to highlight who he is today you know a lot of you know him as the realtor guy but we're going to get to know josh a little bit better what makes him tick josh introduce yourself just a little bit tell us a little bit about your family I uh, appreciate you
0: letting me be here today. Um, have a beautiful family, two kids, a 12-year-old Hadley Brown um, and a 13-year-old Fletcher Brown, and a lot of folks here know my wife. She's a kindergarten teacher, uh, Jenny Brown at Medard Elementary. Awesome. Well,
1: I know that you're currently the chamber president, and I know what kind of time it takes for you to put into that and trying to really promote local industry and companies and small businesses, and I certainly appreciate that. Tell us, how long have you been involved with the Chamber, and how did you get started there? Well, I've been involved
0: with the Chamber for almost 15 years now, actually. I uh, was originally invited by uh, Tim Jordan, um, who was a longtime member of the Chamber, and when I was younger and working for Tim at O'Clotney Bay Realty, (laughs) Um, He invited me to start attending some of their meetings and getting involved, and so started out as a board of director maybe 10 years ago or so, and then for the last four years have been serving on the executive board, secretary, vice president, president president-elect, and then uh, this year have moved into the president's role for the chamber.
1: I know you're big into your children's lives. I know you love to hunt and fish. I got to get that in there because I love to hunt and fish, and we've had conversations in the past. But tell us about, I know you coach baseball. How how long have you been coaching baseball? When did you start that? You know, I played baseball
0: in high school here. You know, had a great group of mostly dads, uh, parents who taught us, coached us. And so when I finished playing baseball myself, my nephew, who uh, at the time was playing in Babe Ruth League, needed coaches. I volunteered then. I think I was probably in my early 20s. And then after I coached him, I coached my niece's team, ended up volunteering to coach a few other kids' teams, and maybe had a couple years break in there um, until I had my own kids that were ready to play baseball and soccer. And so we've been out there pretty consistently for the last eight to 10 years coaching. But uh, like I say, I think that was probably more of a Example that was set for me by a lot of the other dads and and parents that were involved when I was in youth sports It's probably the thing that they lack the most out at the rec park and and in all youth sports there are people who are willing to commit to coaching very difficult to find that these days
1: it is i back in the day I had an opportunity to coach a little bit and I can tell you that the kids need high character examples more than ever and Another reason that you're even here, obviously, because people have talked about you and your integrity and whatnot, and how much you give back to the community. You're a school board member. I even forgot about that. Uh, My wife was with the school board, working for the school board for many years. We're known for our school system. Congratulations on being a new school board member. I know that presents some challenges and whatnot. But um, tell us a little bit, Josh, if you had to look back – As you were growing up, can you pick out a few people that just meant the world to you, that set maybe set great examples, just showed you how to move forward in life and just to make a difference in others? Is there anybody that sticks out in your mind, or maybe just one or two people that really helped shape and mold you to what you are today? Well,
0: I think starting right off the bat, Jesus Christ would probably be my first example, but... My own dad did a really good job, I think, and, and is continuing to do a really good job because your job as a parent really never ends. He's a good man, honest man, hardworking man. And uh, a lot of people look up to him. A lot of people come to him for advice. I think I always respected that the most um, growing up is how many people came to him and trusted him and, and looked for his advice as a, you know, maybe a trusted advisor type uh, person. And then as I got older, I spent a lot of time around um, you know what I guess a lot of people would consider a, a much older age group than than my own. I spent a lot of time with folks like Tim Jordan, um, Steve Brown, people like that who really had a lot more life experience than than I had. Um, and I think one of the things that I did correctly all of that time is actually listen because those guys were very willing to hand out advice, and it is good advice, sound advice. That really showed me the kind of person that I wanted to be, it provided me some opportunities and some paths. Like I said, Tim got me started with the chamber, but really good examples of folks who were involved in the community, willing to invest their time, effort, and energy into the community and the youth in the community. Just seems like, you know, I would probably point to those examples as, as the best reasons why I am where I am and, and doing what I'm doing today.
1: Those are some pretty big shoes to fill. It's got to be a great feeling to know that so many people looked up and still look up to your dad and for advice and things such as that. That's a, that's a great example. And I know you want to do that for your kids as well. It's why you spend so much time with them. Uh, I do enjoy looking at a few Facebook posts of your successful hunting trips Uh, with you and the boys. It makes me smile a lot. I'm a member of the chamber. I'm so appreciative of what they do for all of us small business owners, but I know being president and you've been involved at a much higher level than I have, what are some things that you see we can do right here in Wakulla County? Right now, it seems like there's a labor shortage out there to me. Uh, I did have the opportunity. I was the whole way up into Kentucky and just come back down, and there was help wanted signs in every window, it seemed like. Do you know of anything here locally that we could do or any ideas or maybe to get people involved? Well, yeah, I mean, we are definitely undergoing
0: a labor shortage right now or at least a, a lack of filled positions. Um, one of our uh, chamber Members, Jeannie Booth uh, works for Career Source Capital Region, and I just, uh, you know, announced to us at the meeting we have over 400 unfilled positions. I'm aware that some of those positions are are difficult for us to fill, even when we're not, you know, in in these kind of times that we're in. But a lot of these jobs are are good jobs. They're at, at Primax. They're at a lot of our food service businesses that need a lot of folks. Getting people back out into the job force uh, seems to be paramount for folks. But the main thing I think for everybody to really focus on is shopping local. Uh, I mean, I don't think that can be stressed enough in how that affects our local economy. You know, with 60% of our population, our workforce population, leaving every day and traveling into Leon County to work, you know, I know sometimes it's easier to spend your dollars there, where you're working, but spending your money here locally uh, will not only help keep our businesses alive and and thriving and surviving, but those businesses that are thriving are able to pay their employees better, offer more benefits, which will in turn help them employ more people. Right now, you know, shopping local I don't think can be overstated at all. It's probably the number one priority for the chamber to stress to the general public is that, you know, if you haven't noticed a lot of businesses open here, we're very fortunate for that, but a lot of them do close too. And if you don't support the local businesses that we have in our community, they won't survive. And when you go and look at the high school fields or the rec park fields or your kid's school The signs that you see on all of those fences and on their jerseys, they cost hundreds and thousands of dollars. You don't see any of these businesses that are, you know, for the most part, online businesses. You don't see any big, huge corporations for the most part. Those are small local businesses that are trying their hardest to support their community. And I think they deserve the support back from their community trying to help them survive.
1: Josh, that's a great point. I'm really glad that you mentioned that and something that's easy to forget, you know, because we're busy, we're on the road, but we do need to shop local. That's the bottom line. Uh, Support our own. Uh, I did see on Facebook the other day, somebody had a video of all the sponsors for this particular baseball team, and they were all local. I mean, that's a big deal. I've got to mention this just a little bit, Josh. You've been in the realty business for a long time. Very successful with Waypoint Realty. I know you give back a ton to the community. How did you go from just getting into the real estate business, if you will, to being a broker of your own company?
0: I'm sure some parts of my story are going to be the same for everybody. Most everybody starts small and young and works their way up. But I was 18 when I got my real estate license. My first spring break in college, I uh, didn't end up in Panama City. I actually ended up at Lively in Tallahassee, taking my real estate course uh, over spring break. And so that was back in 2000 and um, been a real estate agent ever since. My parents owned a convenience store down at the coast, uh, Masha Sands BP right there across from Angelo's restaurant. And I grew up selling bait there, catching bait, selling bait, meeting all the fishermen, meeting all the folks down there. So I knew a lot of people. I was extremely blessed to be able to start when I did, because 2000 to 2005 was a really good time. I sold real estate my entire time through college. Um, I graduated from Florida State, but I would routinely step out of class. Some of, of my professors will tell you, actually, some of my professors are still my real estate clients. They'll tell you that I would step out of class to take calls because things were booming then. But I spent 13 years working with Oaklawn Bay Realty. I had a good foundation, I had very good teachers. I learned the ropes. I went through a really great time early in my career. And then I went through the worst, you know, recession that we've seen in the last decade for the well, you know, several decades at least. And when I came out the other side of that, I really felt like I had been tested. I had weathered the storm. I had been sharpened by fire. And that I felt very confident in myself and my skills. And to be perfectly honest, uh, you know, I was barely into my 30s. It's very difficult in a job like mine where you are trying to, you know, trying to help people. They need to trust you. You need to earn their trust. And it's difficult for people to do that for someone who's much younger than them. So, you know, you're 25, 26, 27 year old difficult to get that given to you. And, and by the time I made it to my 30s, I felt like I had that. So the timing was right for me to go ahead and open up my own office. And at the time, because I knew I had a young family, I think at the time my my kids were four and five years old, I was looking for a partner, Elaine Gary, who is my partner at Waypoint Properties. She was uh, you know, in the same position as I was, fate aligned, and the two of us were able to connect and and open up a business together. And it's been a wonderful partnership. It's very nice to have somebody who has your back all the time. And having that flexibility of not being the only broker in my office has allowed me to take more time with my children and my family and devote it to some of these other priorities that I have, because I never wanted to be tied to it exclusively um, at the expense of my family. So that's worked out really well. There's no real tricks, um, and I'm sure that's the case for most businesses and mis- business owners. It's, it's not a trick. Uh, I'm generally there before anyone else. Uh, I'm generally there after everyone else. Those that work really hard are rewarded in our business. And and so doing your job the best that you can, as hard as you can, as long as you can. I mean, I've always said that. If you have, if I work smarter, harder, and longer than anybody else, I'll come out ahead. Um, so there's no real trick to that that's that's what we're committed to is doing the absolute best job that we can and you know over the long run going to be rewarded for that Um, and I think that's held true and it's it's what's caused us to be as successful as we have been
1: What is the story with the big chair right there at Waypoint Realty? Well, it's kind of twofold,
0: um, actually. I mean, there's been one over in St. George Island for a long time that a lot of people knew. Right. Where a limited amount of signage and advertising allowed up and down 319. It's very difficult to get a, uh, a new sign permit. So I thought, you know, what's a way that I can do some advertising to kind of spotlight and highlight my location, but I can't get a new sign permit? And as it turns out, chairs don't have to be permitted in Wakala County. And so once I realized that, there's actually no limit on the size chair you can build either. You don't need a permit to build chairs. So I thought this would be a good idea. Build a big chair. And because it's Wakulla County, instead of it being a beach chair, that's a rocking chair. And it is a true rocking chair. If you notice, it'll be propped up in the back with blocks because without them, it will rock back and forth. Anthony Larissi made that for me. Okay. And I think he, if I remember right, spent better part of three months putting it together, building it, piecing it together. And then taking it all back apart again, delivering it to my office, putting it all back together again and painting it. Um, And we've had it ever since. But I wanted a landmark. I wanted to be able to say, you know, I wanted people in the community to say, you know, turn right there at at the big chair. And I think we've done that. It's been really cool to see uh, sports teams, kids, uh, you, you name it. We have people stop by every day jump up in the big chair, and take pictures with it. Um, I I just, that worked out better than I could have possibly imagined.
1: I know that your, your faith and your family are foremost in your life, and a little birdie told me a little story that, well, they said that you have a really good story on how you met your wife, and so why don't we end the conversation, if you will. Tell us how you met your wife and how that worked out for you.
0: Met my wife. Um, if anybody ever asks how you met your wife, I like to just throw it out there that I met her on the phone and then I leave it at that. And, uh, I just wait for them to say, you, you know, you're going to have to explain that. But, but that is the truth. Um, I met Jenny Joyner on the telephone at the time. One of my brokers, Marsha Tucker, um, at Oak New Bay. Called me on the phone, you know, eight o'clock at night on a Saturday and said, hey, don't hang up, but I have a girl I want you to talk to. And I said, Marsha, you know, I, this is probably not a good time, you know, not sure that that's appropriate. She said, no, this this she's great. You got to talk to her. So I got on the phone and apologized uh, for the circumstances and uh, had my first conversation with Jenny at the time. She was at her father's retirement party. Um, and I apologize for interrupting. I got her phone number and told her I'd give her a call back and talk to her. And I appreciated it. Had no intention of doing that, actually. Um, I was kind of embarrassed. But uh, when Marcia Tucker caught me the next day, she, she explained to me how great this young lady was, who she was. I knew some of the same people she did. So I decided I'd go for it. I'd give her a call back um, the next week. And she didn't answer Um, And I left her a voicemail message and she didn't call me back. And so I waited about a week and I called again and I left her a message and she didn't call me back. And and this whole time, Marsha's convinced me that, you know, I really need to talk to her. I got to keep trying. Don't give up. Um, so I tried one more time and I called Jenny and I left her a message and, uh, and I told her, I said, I, you know, you don't have to call me back. I understand there's weird circumstances, but this is definitely the last voicemail you're going to get from me. <laughs> uh, I mean, t- I've tried three times, you know, this is, this is, this is a lot. And and she didn't call me back for a week after that. And then I, I randomly got a phone call from her a week later and, um, We talked on the phone for about two months. Now, keep in mind, this is before Facebook. This is before everybody's picture is everywhere. So I literally have no idea what this young lady looks like at all. But she was such an absolute pleasure to talk to on the phone. We had so many things in common. We connected, you know, two and three hour conversations talking about life and everything in general. And uh, so we finally made a plan to meet. And and I won't forget, it was Tropical Storm Alberto was coming in right then. And uh, so everybody kind of had the day off. So she was going to come down and visit me. And she's coming down to meet me. And I think to myself, my goodness, I don't know what she looks like. I'm supposed to be meeting her um, at the convenience store there in O'Clockney Bay, but I won't necessarily know who she is. And it turns out she took a wrong turn and ended up in sop chopping. Um, and I was trying to explain to her how to get around Sopchoppy and she kept telling me all she was seeing was trees everywhere (laughs) Um, so eventually I just told her to pull into the express lane right there in Sopchoppy and I drove up the road and and met her and that's the first time I ever laid eyes on her the the Sopchoppy express lane and it's uh we've been two peas in a pod ever since
1: that's awesome that's that's a great story Josh well guys this is gonna do it for today's wave maker I want to thank Josh Brown for coming in and having a conversation with us. And if you see Josh out there in the community, thank him for what he does. He works a lot with our youth, does a lot for our businesses in the community, and uh, he's just a great citizen for Wakulla County. We thank him for coming in. Uh, You guys have a great day. We'll talk to y'all soon.
0: is fortunate to have Josh Brown as an encouraging, upbeat role model in our community. He makes a positive difference. One of the many reasons he is a Wakulla wave
1: maker.